Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone. Before we start the show, I just need to put a little disclaimer on here because I had some major sound issues with this episode and I am so disappointed. I'm so sad. Basically, I didn't know this, but one of my microphones was broken. I normally record in a studio, so I'm not used to having to check my microphones and I didn't realize it. I did a sound test and everything. It seemed fine, but yeah, it's really, really sad. However, this episode with Tata Harper is so interesting and I've been dying to get her on this show so I didn't want to scrap the entire episode. I really hope you can look past it just for this one episode and try to listen. I know some parts are really hard to listen to, but give it a shot. She has so many interesting things to say. I love her products and she really comes at skincare and beauty from a unique perspective. So give it a listen. Try to bear with me on this. My sincere apologies, and I hope you can still enjoy it. Welcome back to another episode of On the Line. Today, I am so excited to have the amazing Tata Harper. And Tata, this is the very first time we've ever met. I know. I can't believe it. I feel (laughs) like I know you for so long. Well, I don't feel, I didn't know that you would feel that way, but I definitely feel that way because I've been using your products for such a long time. And I feel like I know so many mutual friends um, who always talk about you and they're like, you'd love Tata so much. Uh, You know, and it's likewise. (laughs) So many people are like, you're going to love Esty and (laughs) my team is obsessed with you. They're always like, she's such a great supporter of us in the UK. So maybe that's why I feel so familiar with you. Well, that is lovely to hear. I was supposed to come to Vermont to your farm. I know. What a pity you couldn't make it. I know. It was, um, I had something that I just couldn't get out of. And trust me, I would have rather been on the farm. So let's just kind of rewind for anybody who has no idea what your skincare brand is all about. How do you kind of describe it? Because currently I'm looking at it (laughs) and it's such a gorgeous luxe brand. It's a green brand, non-toxic, et cetera. But how do you, if somebody says, oh, Tata, what what do you do? (laughs) What do you say? You know, I I like to talk about our line as kind of like uh, nature meets science for the very first time. You know, I am not a beauty chemist. I'm a Latin woman that I'm an engineer and I had always loved beauty because Latin American women love, love, love beauty. But I had never thought that I would become a beauty entrepreneur. And this really happened because once my, my stepfather got diagnosed with cancer and I went with him in the United States to so many doctors and so many centers and so many places where they would basically have the same piece of advice. It's like, hey, check your lifestyle choices. What do you do every day? What do you get in touch with every day? And then all of a sudden, they were asking me to help him find new things. And I was helping myself also find new things. And I changed a lot of things with him. You know, guys do very basic things. So it was just about the deodorant, the toothpaste, cleaning products, things like that. But then I was having a really hard time switching my Swiss super high-tech skincare line to something natural. And um, and I remember going to a lot of like natural food stores to look at natural beauty or like little apothecaries where they used to carry natural, you know, skincare. And I realized that the whole concept of natural skincare was very simple for me. Um, you know, I've never been a beauty minimalist or a be- like a simple beauty girl, which there's a lot of people that are, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just talking from my own personal experience and point of view. Like I've been exactly the opposite. I'm like a beauty maximalist. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then, so none of that really worked for me. And then when you go to department stores or beauty stores, and I would be like, please, guys, help me do the natural thing. What do you have? 
they would show me all the legacy brands with algaes, with roses, with orchids, with botanicals. But they all, no matter which one it was, you turn around the box and there they were, all those synthetic chemicals. You know, and, and what I realized is that a lot of those synthetic chemicals were not necessarily the ones that were actives to make your skin beautiful, but they were there to do a lot of the functional things in formulas. You know, formulas are so much more than just the active ingredient. So I was like, oh, so much parabens. Oh, so much petroleum, which are mainly added for feel and silicone. And, you know, like all the silicones are mainly there for feel and texture or so much propylene glycol, which is antifreeze or so much, uh, you know, PEG 30 that it's like an emulsifier, like all the PEGs, which are, you know, forms of like heavy duty ingredients. So I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that my eye cream had so many ingredients that are in my car. I mean, I d- wasn't actually aware of that either until you've just said it. I, I kind of look at the back of in- uh, back of boxes and the ingredients and I just have no idea what any of them are. And I think that's the way most consumers are looking at products. Obviously, it's getting so much better. But how are we meant to know what all these things are? It really takes a lot of research. Well, the, to know what they are, it was really just about Googling. Yeah. So to answer your first question is it was like, I wanted to do a product that it was like, okay, how do we do a product that it's 100% natural, not clean? Because I know that now we're used to the word clean, that this terminology, which in my opinion, it's a very temporary term. You know, in a couple of years, everything will be clean because it's like, imagine, it's like if things are not clean, that mean that they're dirty. Uh, but clean is really just about avoiding controversial chemicals and it's really more focusing on like what the product doesn't have than what the product actually do have. And for some brands, it's like two ingredients and a natural ingredient or removing parabens and adding lavender or removing six ingredients. It's an amazing effort by the beauty industry, honestly, and I think that it's great, but it has nothing to do what we do. What we're really bringing to the table is number one, products that, Uh, are completely synthetic free and non-artificial so everything in the formula is natural number two we really challenge a lot of concepts from the beauty industry because a lot of like um, the best practices in beauty revolve around things that I challenged and uh, and I realized also like in beauty was having a moment of a lot of disruption but it's a lot of like communication disruption or distribution disruption, meaning not selling in stores, selling on Instagram or selling online. But there's no true innovation when you look at the sector closely and you look at formulations or even packaging or even like how things are done. So I wanted, number one, to challenge this whole idea of one active. Like why one active? You know, like that's so cheap. Just the vitamin C or just the vitamin A or just the hyaluronic acid. Then you have to buy so many products to be able to have something like really hard working. So that was number one. I wanted to have, since the beginning, products that had multiple active ingredients. And two, that they were formulated from scratch. Not necessarily started from a base. Um, I know that this is something that consumers don't realize necessarily, but beauty is extremely subcontracted. You know, like if you want to start a the SD skincare line, you go to a lab, they show you tons of bases. They will be like, oh, SD, you're Canadian. Oh, you're from the outside of Toronto. <laughs> we have this great ingredient that comes from your part of the world. And it's going to be all about who you are as a person and represent your heritage. And when you're like, no, that sounds gimmicky. I'm not into that. I'm not starting a skincare line to be all about who I am and just do the same base, repurpose the same bases that are all over in different brands and then just change the one or two ingredients. So that was number one where I focused on and it was probably one of the hardest parts really about starting the skincare brand and I thought and everybody thought that I was nuts that number one you couldn't get results from naturals but I'm like but wait but we but 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 this line has algaes but this line has roses but line has orchids if they wouldn't work they wouldn't be talking about them like what do you mean it's like I just want to talk about change all the other things so um so I had to work like five years with a lot of scientists to really kind of like re-engineer a lot of like what goes into the making of a cosmetic product and change a lot of those synthetic chemicals and replace them with natural chemicals. 
So, okay, how do we replace parabens? What are the natural preservatives? And then you start experimenting and then you realize that the Germans make the best natural preservatives, so you add that. Or how do we change all the petroleum silicones? And then you're like, oh my God, there's all these fears that come from safflower from Canada and they do the same thing and they work with transepidermal water loss. Okay, let's change it for that. And it was just really about being patient and working really hard to try to change all these things because it's not that they were impossible, is that they the, a lot of the challenges were more psychological and cultural than technological, honestly. Um, and then two, the rest of the making of a beauty product, which is how do you make it? How do you fill it? How do you distribute it? It's also outsourced. And me as an engineer, I was like, wait, so I'm gonna go to a contractor that with my formulas that I've been working on for five years that are completely proprietary, that it's like a know-how that really no one has taken the time or the effort to learn how to do. And I'm going to go to this contractor that makes 80 other brands for him to make my brand. But then in order for him to make my brand, he wants to make like 20,000 pieces of each one of my products. So what does that mean? So that means that I'm going to get shipped 20,000 of each. I'm going to be storing them for a really long time. By the time that this gets to my clients, it's going to be one or old and not like super fresh and super effective. Like it's going to be a year old or two. I'm, it's going to be already expired and I'm going to have had made much more than what I actually need and be super wasteful and have to like throw away all this stuff. So, and then I really hated the idea of like someone making the most important part of my business, like the making of my products, the filling of my products, the bottling of my products. So, and even like the beauty industry relies a lot in like distributors, like even for the distribution of their products. So it's like, I did not want to become like a sales and marketing company. Like I wanted to have a real skincare company because I thought that when I bought skincare products, like that's what the blinds that I was buying, like that's what they're really all about. Like, oh, this comes from Switzerland, from the Alps. And it's like such a disappointment when you realize that it's really not the case. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep that fantasy alive for multiple reasons. And I am going to use my farm that this has lots of barns in it. And, uh, and it was an old dairy farm. So it, has a, it had a lot of structures. And I'm going to gut them out. I'm going to like completely renovate them. And I am going to have our own labs and our own factories here so that we can treat the making of our skincare products like food. So you already had your farm. I already had my farm. Yeah, I've had the farm for like 18 years. Oh, I see. Yeah, in Vermont. So I was like, I want to make every single month all of our products. And by the time that we are done with all of our internal processes and testing and quality control, it's going to be like a month and a half. So they will be in stores like in two, three months from the making. So super fresh, as fresh as it can be, really. And our products last a year and a half, like completely fine. So it's perfect. You know, it's perfect. Like I felt so much more comfortable. And also, I also a lot like doing this also allowed me instead of giving money to subcontractors to do what I don't want to deal with I am able to invest that money back into my formulas into my packaging to make it super sustainable and also I feel that today uh, it's not just about making amazing products it's really about also designing great systems and processes for making those products so that you can be responsible cut back on carbon footprint uh, and think about all these things, right? In a very responsible way, instead of just like shipping goop from one side to the other um, without knowing, you know, without without knowing these things. And because we, you know, the tagline of the company is kind of like next generation beauty. It was really about challenging all of these things, you know, that it's not just about, hey, we're natural. It's about like, hey, we're natural, but you know what? We're going to give you global technology from all over the world. Not about just one ingredient like vitamin C and vitamin A that are ingredients from the 80s and that I don't get why we're still talking about them. I love them, but I mean, the technology of skincare has gone way past that, you know, in terms of like results that you can get and all of the technological advances that you see out there. And number two, we are actually going to get you, we're going to change the conversation a little bit and we're going to teach you about like the difference of using something super fresh and super good for you. And, uh, and also 
creating a company that it's transparent and that it's really meant for the consumers of the future that uh that you know that and that it's really building building into the company a lot of these values that we don't do for marketing i rarely talk about this stuff it's like it's things that we do just because that's how we need to do business in the future mm. you know that's how we all need to think and especially as a luxury product where you know luxury rarely gives clients the opportunity to be sustainable you know and sometimes it's even hard as a customer it's like you know, we put all this pressure, like, oh my God, how, you know, be responsible, do the right thing. But if the producers of products are not doing the right things, what, you know, we are very limited in what we actually can do. And I feel that as a producer of a luxury product where you have a higher price point, you can actually spend the money buying a lot of expensive raw materials like naturals and organics, or that you can use glass, you yeah. know, glass is something that it's hard for beauty because in beauty, a lot of the innovation specifically for treatments comes in plastics and in acrylics, rarely in glass. Um, glass is typically used in beauty for fragrance. So you have to invest a lot of money to do glass because you have to do your own custom molds. Uh, glass is a more expensive packaging to buy. Uh, you know, our boxes are made with like four certified wood or 100% post-consumer or, you know, all of the inserts are made from pulps instead of plastic. So it's, you know, us in this space, we have the capability of being able to offer all of that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've always thought that your brand was really at the forefront of not only formulas, but it was, it is, has it, was it the first kind of luxury green yeah. um, beauty brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, the first, first one. Before natural beauty was really, you know, kind of like in dusty shelves of like supermarkets <laughs> and, and they were catering to a, to, to a different clientele. And they still cater to that clientele. And there's nothing wrong with that clientele, by the way. I don't want to sound like elitist or that I don't believe in that. Like they actually were the pioneers first. What I realized is like, hey, that segment of the market doesn't cater for a woman that wants super superior results or that wants like the latest and anti-aging technology. They cater to a very wide audience, which is an audience that wants something that it's natural and that it's simple and that it's minimal. But there's another big audience out there of people that actually are, want the exact opposite. And uh, we were able to actually make it happen for the very first time and think about all these things mm. along the way and create the first completely natural super high-tech skincare range. Yeah. Do you as a brand spend a lot of time trying to educate consumers around all of these actives and things or do people who buy your products already kind of know what they're buying? I think that for me, it's been, uh, I love educating clients and I've been doing beauty classes since I launched the brand because I really am kind of like addicted to that interaction with my clients of like teaching them uh, about everything not only about how we make them how it's done how it is it different but also about like hey how do you layer products what do you use what's the difference between a serum and an eye cream what's the difference between a moisturizer or a toner and an essence like I love talking about beauty and teaching people about absolutely everything that I've learned um, we do talk about ingredients but because we have so many ingredients in the, our products like we bring ingredients from like 78 countries like the last time we counted, we stocked like a total of like almost 500 raw materials in our farm. Um, so it's just like, we don't have like a main ingredient, you know, like we just add a lot of things always with this idea of like, hey, instead of buying so many different single active products, buy something that it's super hardworking, that it's super concentrated so that you don't have to buy 10 different things, yeah. but you end up buying one that works really, really hard for you. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to talk about ingredients. I do talk about some of the ones that I love the most, but it's hard, like for example, Elixir Vitae, that it's this collection, you know, the Supernatural collection. We just um, updated the technology, changed the packaging, basically changed everything about it. Um, it has 72 actives. Oh it's my like, gosh. Yeah, like this this guy here, it's like a powerhouse. This is like your daily dose of injectables. Like it gives you, it has technology available today topically to give you those, uh, the similar effects as 
as uh, injectables. So, you know, people get injectables to get kind of like the Botox effect. So this has like four of those neurotransmitter peptides that they work differently. They don't paralyze your muscle, but they just help kind of like smooth out wrinkles within hours. Well, I'm not going to lie. I have never considered Botox in my life. And one day I woke up recently and I was like, I have wrinkles on my forehead. Uh-huh. I need to get Botox. So uh-huh. I, before I get Botox, I am trying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really We're talking about the Elixir Vitae. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Elixir Vitae serum. Vitae. And it has an eye serum as well. Okay. It's kind of like the little baby sister. So yeah, so the idea is like, whether it's someone like you that you're like you know what i'm never gonna consider this stuff or someone that actually does them but they she likes the idea of like do them less often and like reinforcing those effects daily like this is the serum for you yeah it's it's truly amazing and it also helps voluminize the skin which is the other thing that you get injectables for because as we age we lose a lot of fat pad and also our skin gets thinner so it has a lot of raw materials to help with that as well Right. So let's back up a little bit. So you decide, I want to create this brand. You've decided that you want to bring all of the labs to the farm. What are the first products like that you that you kind of created? Were you thinking in your head, what am I going to do with this brand? Or did you always have a clear vision of what you wanted Tata Harper skincare to be? And did you always know what products you wanted to create? I wanted to come up with a line. I didn't want to come up with just like one or two products. Like for me, I wanted to create the products that I was using every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always been with this philosophy. Like I mean, my mom has been always like this beauty uh, obsessed person that since we're young, she's always been kind of like very ritualistic and telling us about the power of consistency and using things every day, morning and night. So I was always like cleansing my skin, doing an essence um then after the essence i would always do like a serum and an eye cream moisturizer i loved oils i love masks so i came out with 12 products and i did not launch until i had those 12 products so right away you launched with 12 products yeah. that's, that's kind of unheard of I, I hear most people kind of launch with around five but maybe that's not true that's just what a lot of brand founders tell me five products. i mean maybe it is true honestly i don't come from the beauty industry and i never looked at anything that the beauty industry did for something that I wanted to replicate other than I was very clear on the distribution channels. Right. Like that, I was very clear. It's like, I need to be in a place where people buy high quality products. And, and that was it. Mm. And, and also I challenge even like, you know, like when I launched, there was like, well, Tata, if you are in department stores, you can't be in spas because spas only have spa specific lines. And I even challenged that and I started selling to spas. I wanted to carry our products. And the the only thing that I was really, that I really knew is that I wanted to be in places where my customers were. Um, I didn't really look at anything else that the beauty industry was doing to, as like, okay, I'm going to try to do that. Because it's like almost like when I hired a consultant to show me guys how do I do this like I want to become a beauty entrepreneur I want to do this line I had this vision I had no idea how big how small how much I had no idea I just wanted to create the best beauty products in the world it was never about like how big am I gonna become or I'm gonna start this and I'm gonna become it really huge get 20 distributors get immediate distribution over the world get my sales really high and then like flip it and sell it to like yeah like no it w- that was never in my mind um so i i almost like looked at a lot of the things that the beauty industry did as like exactly things that i did not want to do yeah i think that's a really interesting point is you know i think you can apply that to any industry why would you want to look at what everyone else in the industry is doing and replicate that i mean you're trying to do something different i'm assuming and i think that's the mistake a lot of people make it, it it's just constantly comparing yourself to something that already exists and then doing the same thing even with the color of our packaging like I yes to, i wanted to talk about that i remember one time i was like with my partner in the business henry and i was like henry you know all of the skincare lines are like white or gold or black or you know the same colors and i feel that this it comes from our farm you know from this like green like vermont is it's called vermont because like a lot of french people came to the area and it's so green that they call it vermont 
but Let's it's see. like then like now obviously now it's vermont but it's it's so green it's like neon green with yellow dandelions glow, growing all over the farm and i wanted to keep those colors and it was so controversial i remember i had to like convince my branding agency at the time that i wanted that we wanted to do them green and they were like that is such a mistake people <laughs> don't like green products on their face like and it's really about going with your gut you know yeah. like that's what i realized a lot of times is sometimes you just need to own your decisions and really just be like you know what i feel that this is what's the right thing and even though there's not consensus around it like you know that it's right you yeah. know and i sometimes you know and and when i launched like i had moments where i really questioned so many things right because you were doing things so differently and it's like it felt like a struggle all the time i had to be convincing people about the different ideas and how i wanted to bring this to life and show up in the world and do things and it was really about sticking to those instincts and being like this is how i feel that this needs to be done and really doing it and that's something that i actually an advice that i give to all the entrepreneurs that come to me it's like stick to your instincts and also especially now in the environment that we're living in and, and the, how the world affairs are really you know how, how things are really at today it's like do products and do things that really make the life of your customers better because we don't need more eye cream we don't need more serums we don't need more shampoos we don't need more there's so much of so much it's like you don't need so many things like what you need is to like elevate the quality of life of your customers do the right thing be responsible um you know engage in practices that are responsible and uh and and do the right thing you know like i really encourage that and, and know that it's hard it's a hard problem we all face it they're not easy decisions uh they're not quick they're not cheap but they're the right ones you mm. know and 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 i think that that is what we need more of today honestly absolutely i love talking about intuition especially intuition um you know from a woman's point of view and especially a woman in business as well because i think so many times you have intuition you have this idea in your gut you know it's it's that really hard thing to pinpoint and you can kind of feel it you can kind of hear it and then you try to go with it and somebody you know like your ex-branding agency would be like well that's wrong and I think so many times it's easy to just kind of roll over and be like well you know better but it's like who really knows better you know no but listen so when you, it's actually a great point because it's like when you hire experts Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Those are experts in telling you what are the best practices today? How are things done? And if you are really not challenging the status quo, they are the experts, right? Like they know how to do it. Like by no means I'm saying that they didn't know anything or that, you know, like they're not really experienced. But 
But when you're trying to do something totally different, you know, sometimes those experts serve the role of telling you how things are done. And then for you to really think about what they're saying and see, how does this apply to this new concept that I'm trying to bring into the world? Like, do that make sense? And challenging those experts, it's really hard because you're like, shit, I'm paying them, you know, to give me all this advice, to tell me how to do it because they really know how to to do it they've been seeing it doing it for 30 years and here i am a total like amateur uh questioning all this and uh but then there's like a little voice inside of your belly saying like dada this is how you need to do it and you know and and it's great that you get that perspective but it's just really not applying to you and really sticking to that yeah and it is really hard sometimes to to feel it and hear that voice because it is so clouded um but I, i think sticking with it is something that do you think it gets easier with age you know what it i don't know if it gets easier with age but you know when it gets easier when you're very passionate about something and you're very clear about what you want to do then it gets very clear uh, I feel, in my opinion. I yeah. don't know. I've And this has applied in areas, in, in all ages of my life. Like sometimes when I'm uncertain about what I want to do, you hear and then you make wrong decisions. You don't hear to what you are doing. But then sometimes when you're really clear, then that's when you are like, no, 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 but wait, wait oh, a second. Like that's not like exactly, like that would go against mm-hmm. X or Y that I'm really envisioning. Yeah. And um and, and I think that it's that. It's like I feel that vision brings clarity to all of these decisions. And also it, it's easier to be like, no, 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 no. This is the, my gut is telling me that I need to go that route. Because if I do what you're saying, uh, which sounds very practical and very easy and really quick, uh, and I don't need to invest that much money because I don't need to create facilities or I don't need to invest five years in R&D with crazy scientists to help me how to make things that don't exist and how to try new things. Things will get really practical. So it's sometimes you're like your practical side, you know, in str- struggling with like the vision. So mm. and then you need to be like, no, 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 you need, I need to go back to the vision and be like, OK, yes, that is very practical. And I'm sure that it will be up and running in my business in six months. And I don't need to actually invest all my savings into this, which is really risky and really scary. But then I won't be able to do what I'm envisioning. And, and that's where I think that it's all about you know like that's getting to that zone for sure and I think sometimes when you do hire consultants etc and they're giving you their opinion it's even if it's you know something that you don't agree with that is so valuable because then you can really feel no that's not the way I want to go or I want to go this way so I think all opinions are valid I sometimes am guilty of asking too many people for too many opinions but I think it helps me sometimes see my own vision I am guilty of that too I ask for uh, many opinions of many people and a lot of times it's very valuable Mm. uh, because a lot of times what they say reinforce a lot of the things that you were saying it's not that every single time all the experts advice I find to be irrelevant. No, I'm just saying like there were a lot of very structural things that didn't apply, but there's many times where you speak to people that have been doing things in your space, maybe not in beauty, but in the luxury space for many years. And they're like, no, Tata, I think that you should do it that way. And then you're like, ah, okay, this resonates. Like, I think that it's actually like really good to speak to a lot of people and just see what they have to say. But then ultimately, ultimately make your own decision and whatever makes sense to what you're doing. Do you like keep a journal or how do you keep your thoughts straight? That's just something I'm wondering for my own personal curiosity. Uh, My thoughts straight. I, I... I, I don't know. I'm pretty, sometimes I am, I'm very specific about things. And I think that if you ask my team, they will tell you that I am just extremely, like I zero in into very specific things. And it's just like, I am pretty clear about what we stand for, mm-hmm. you know, and what works, what doesn't work. Um, there's a lot of things that I have just an amazing assistant that it's called Chelsea, that I love her to death. Uh, and also like an amazing team that just helped me keep things straight too, because it's like without them, I would not be able to do what I do. Honestly, like they go so above and beyond um, and, and they love what we all collectively do, you know, and, and they help keep a lot of things straight and follow up with things and do a lot of things that 
I just at this time of the business, I just really rely on them to help me and to help the business in so many ways. So I feel that having an amazing team that really believes in what you stand for and what you're doing, it's key. Mm -hmm. It's not just people like looking for a job and that, you know, not, not that I'm sure that at some, you know, many points of our existence, there's been people that are just like, oh, I need a job and I'm doing all this stuff. But, uh, but a lot of the, my team, my core team that I, you know, that I do all my envisioning with and all my execution and my planning, like there are definitely people that are invaluable to me right it can be really hard to find those people but once you do and you kind of know that those are your people oh that is so helpful isn't it to just really trust it's like a family it's it's really nice okay so let's zero back in on the products because i have my own personal favorites um which are so i love the essence i also love the hydrating floral essence. yeah i don't know the exact names i'm sorry tata i also love um I love your masks. So I love the orangey one, the um, oh, the resurfacing. Yeah, mask. resurfacing, and then I love. The you know that that's our most awarded product. Is it? Yeah. Well, I can totally see why it cha- like changes your face. <laughs> yeah, 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 it has like lots of beauty awards under its belt, and uh, yeah, and and when I'm jet lagged, actually, it's like my go-to for fresh skin. Yeah. Like I immediately look, <laughs> you know, like I slept all the hours that yes. I haven't slept. I, I get asked a lot of questions like, how does your skin look so fresh? And I honestly sometimes do not feel that way, but it's always about the exfoliating masks. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. It's about exfoliating and then hydrating. Um, what else do I love? Yes, yeah, so I love the green masks. My friend Yana, I don't know if you know her, but she has an account called Gel Cream. You, you must. Yeah. yeah, of course. We so love her. yeah, everyone loves her. So she's a good friend of mine. And she posted the other day about your body balm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't tried that yet. Um, but she said, if you're really lazy and you just slather yourself in the body balm, it will hydrate you for like two weeks. <laughs> so she loves that. This is like an anti-aging firming treatment right. for your whole body. So it's, it's very decadent. Yes. Like I use it I, I, I don't use it every day. I, honestly, I try to use our body oil daily, but that balm, I slather it on like the weekends, like when I kind of like do like the dry brushing yeah. and then I exfoliate with our uh, with our body scrub and then I do the mask and I typically do that with my kids like I've been teaching them even my little boy like he loves 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 <laughs> he's actually like the most engaged in the line he's always like mom so tell me what issues do you have now with the line? <laughs> like where are you expanding or what are you making he he loves it the most and, and it's so fun to you know, to create those little rituals at home. And I feel that that balm is just like really amazing for that. Yeah. Well, that's something I love talking about with beauty lovers is the ritual, the beauty rituals. And I think sometimes when I talk to my friends who maybe aren't that interested in beauty, they're kind of like, what do you mean it's a self-care, you know, thing in your life or it's a ritual like they just don't understand I'm like come sleep over at my apartment I'm gonna show you and I get them in the bathtub and I exfoliate them I mean I've done this to many many people in my life friends and men that I've dated but um they're always kind of like at first I don't want to do it and then I get the scrub out and then I get that body oil out and I relax them and I think that's so crucial for life, but just enjoying that ritualistic experience that beauty products can give you, especially, you know, luxury quality beauty products that have efficacy. And, you know, that I would say is one of the difference between an approach uh, that a lot of Latin women have towards their beauty products. And I feel that that is what fuels a lot of like this beauty maximalism that we keep talking about is that for us... And for me growing up, and even for my friends, like beauty products are not about like a chore that you do at night only that no one has time for. And it's like annoying. Like there's, yeah. there's some women that it's like actually they are annoyed to having to like wash their face yeah. and put moisturizer. And it's like, <laughs> who has time for that? Like I go to bed with my makeup on. Oh. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am <laughs> like, but girl, this is like a way of like, giving back a little bit of love to yourself it's like, like yoga i look at it in a similar way to yoga oh that's interesting yeah. I, I just look at it as like a, a way like i like for example at this stage of my life where i'm a 
working mother of three that I'm always hustling, always on the go with a lot of things on. Like those nightly rituals for me are like the beginning of the most relaxing part of my day. Yes. It's like that is like the, like I turn on the bath. I bathe with my kids. We do a lot of things. Then we put our creams on. It's like I am giving back to myself because I'm always looking you know, f- for everybody else, yeah. you know, it's like, as I'm, and I feel that it also plays a lot, like the role of like a woman in society nowadays is like, you work, you have your kids, like you're head of house, manager, driver, scheduler, it's like so much that if like, if you don't have that, then I would go nuts. <laughs> like, I don't know what I would do without my nightly yeah. morning rituals, honestly. I guess lots of people find that feeling in other things like cooking etc I mean I don't find it in cooking I I mean I'm a skincare person but yeah I I also don't understand those people who sleep in their makeup and can't be bothered to I'm literally like 15 steps and I'm like I want more you have a lot of products by now I don't know how many SKUs you actually have me neither actually (laughs) (laughs) it's embarrassing but I, I don't know they asked me this the other question I should know in the 40s I think okay so Obviously, I do have room for more steps after my 15 steps. But what are some of your standout products that I've mentioned a few, but what are some of your things that you think maybe need a little bit more love or are real star hero products of your brand? Before I answer that, can we talk about the steps for a second? Yes. I feel that, you know, you have 15 steps and I have a lot of steps, but I feel that there are just a couple of steps that are just really key. Yeah, no, I actually don't have 15 steps. I was exaggerating, but I probably could if I wanted to. So yeah, yes. yeah me too. Tell Absolutely. me. So I, and this is like one of the questions that I get at the most by my clients. It's like, okay, what should I actually be doing? So here's like my beauty philosophy. It's like, I love to exfoliate in the mornings because you wake up and you have a lot of dead skin on your face. Okay. I have to stop you there because Uh I do too. And a lot of people think that's a little bit crazy and maybe harsh in the morning, but actually it creates a perfect base for makeup and it makes me feel alive. But I'm, I'm sorry. Carry on. It really depends honestly in what exfoliator you're using. Some are really harsh and you should not be using them daily, but the concept of exfoliating is not crazy because you know, at night we have like our circadian rhythm that it's this rhythm that resets a lot of the organs in our body and our skin is one of them. And what happens at night is that you, you know, like our skin is an organ that it's in, uh, it goes through a program death, like every day. It's like you get new cells, old cells die. Like that's what the skin does every single day. And most of that happens at night. So when you wake up, you have an accumulation of that skin. So that's why I love exfoliating in the mornings. Not because my skin is dirty in the morning, like I just woke up. So not that I think that morning cleansing is that critical, but I do feel that morning exfoliation is really critical so that you take off the buildup. That is fascinating to me. And I guess that's why sleep is so important because your body's doing a lot of work at nighttime. Mm -hmm. It's actually like very underrated the importance of sleep sleep is like actually like one of the most important things that you need to do for longevity for your body for beauty you know like skincare is just like a piece of a large puzzle Mm. um and you know but if you don't sleep you don't eat well you're constantly stressed out honestly like what skincare you do is almost irrelevant yeah you know i'm a part-time insomniac so I struggle with sleep a lot and my mom is actually an insomniac. So yeah. sleeping that, I mean, I need to do a whole new podcast on sleep, but yeah. sleep is important people. Super important. <laughs> so anyway, and but then at night I don't exfoliate again at night. I love to double cleanse because cities are extremely dirty and extremely polluted. So I love to always start with an oil cleanser because oil cleansers are really good to take off makeup to take off big particles like dirt all of that is amazing to uh to be cleansed with an oil cleanser and then i follow with something that works more deep like our purifying cleanser for example obsessed that it's like a a cleanser for pollution but then after you cleanse then there are a total of uh four to five steps depending on how far you like to go that are absolutely critical in my opinion. So number one is an essence. I love essences. Yeah, why? Tell me. I love essences because they make my skin feel so, so, so hydrated. I actually use two essences. I use a mist and then I use a thicker essence, but I just feel like I could never 
put on a serum on top of skin that didn't have an essence. Yeah, exactly. So essences are actually great that you mentioned that you feel hydrated because a lot of people are confused about like, what is a toner and what is an essence? Like, are they the same? And, and I always explain, no, toners are more about astringency, balancing pH of the skin. Like they're actually the antithesis of an essence. Essences are about hydration and also, super importantly, essences um, have a lot of penetration enhancement. So it's kind of like you want to put your essence on, saturate your skin, and then add your two most important anti-aging products. Yes. Which I, are? Oh, no. You, what are your two <laughs> most important anti-aging products? I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You're putting me on the spot. It's like your serum and your eye cream. Oh, okay. Okay, serum yeah. and eye cream. Yeah. I just want to say um, that <laughs> someone once um, told me to look at your skin like a sponge. And you wouldn't put like a, a serum on a dry, hard sponge. You want to mist your skin uh -huh. so that it's, you know, moist and can absorb more. But yes, serum and an eye cream. Yeah. So I thought we were going more like retinols and I was confused about no, no, what no, I was no, supposed no, to that's say. Just ingredients. Uh, no, what I meant <laughs> is like, he, just for like your listeners, is like you want to do an essence that hydrates and essences are like elevators of skincare inside of your skin. And then obviously you have an elevator. You don't want to send it empty. Yeah. You want to send it with like your serum and your eye cream, which are products that typically have the smaller molecular grade. They work deeper inside of the skin. So they're not treatments that work superficially there are treatments that work more deeper so you definitely want the help of an essence to just go and work deeper inside of the skin and then after you have all your treatment all your anti-aging which is typically found in, in lines in serums and eye creams then you do your moisturizers right and uh and then you can do your face oil for yes. example because oil a lot of people come like make the mistake of putting an oil first and oils are amazing, but oils um, penetrate everything, but not everything penetrates oil. So if you go and you put it on first, then a lot of like your smaller molecular weight products don't penetrate as well. So this is kind of like a little sequence that it's for maximum absorption mm -hmm. so that you can get the most out of your products mm -hmm. because the order does matter. Um, and also another thing that I always like to say is that you can change between day and night, like your cleansers, or even like throughout the week, you can change your cleansers, you can change your essences, you can change your moisturizers. Like I do this one during the day, but I do a thicker one at night, or even I do oil or not oil or whatever. But your two most important anti-aging products, like your serum and your eye cream, you really need to do them a.m. and p.m. and you need to do the same one so that oh. you can get the results. Because it's like when we test a lot of these products on, you know, on, on like a lot of like clinical trials, it's like, or the ingredients or anything, it's like you get those result cumulative results by subjects using it every 12 hours, not mm. like every other day, just on the weekend or just at night. No, it's like every 12 hours. Yes. I mean, as a beauty maximalist myself, I am guilty of trying tons and tons of products and switching it up constantly. Um, but actually, I think that is something I've been doing while I do this thing called empty products where I use up products completely. Um, so I think I do need to keep using that same serum and same eye cream. Yeah. D like switch everything else. Yeah. Like I know the temptation is like really high out there. <laughs> um, and I totally get it, but just keep your serum and your eye cream consistent so okay. that you can really see what it does. Yes. Because if not, like you're just wasting money, honestly. Yeah. So skincare, should it be thinnest to thickest products? That's kind of the way I like to think about it. But I can see how it's super confusing. I mean, I was with my mom the other day. She's like, how do you know what to put on when? I'm like, thinnest to thickest. And yeah. then, yeah. Exactly. It's super easy. Yeah. Thinnest to thickest. Um, and also... Uh, another thing that it's kind of like another another thing that I like to talk about is like face oils don't hydrate the skin. You do need a moisturizer. Thank you. Because sometimes I, I okay, this happened to me the other day. I have to vent. But my friend was like, my skin is so dry. I'm just slathering oil on my face all the time. And in my head, I was like, okay, good. But are you just putting oil on your face? Cause that's not going to be, it's like putting Vaseline on your lips. Like it's not going to really moisturize. It's going to, you know, block out anything else from coming in, but it's not going to be hydrating. I mean, I'm not a skincare expert, but I am a skincare junkie. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you said that because it solidified my opinion. 
Well, you know, for real and really good hydration, you need a lot of like uh, water soluble ingredients. Okay. Not just water, because water it's not like hydrating. Like, like for, for example, hyaluronic acid. Like, all of those ingredients are water soluble. Um, oils, what they bring to the table is that they are like food. They that's where you get like your natural derived vitamins, minerals, omegas, amino acids, antioxidants. Um, so that's how you think about it. And then it also they are amazing for your barrier. So barrier products are products that basically kind of like you put them on the layer of the skin and they help soften, they help uh, kind of like uh, smooth out the skin, but they also don't allow a lot of your moisturizer to evaporate from Mm. the skin. So they keep the hydration inside and they also prevent things from coming in. Um, But... um, but yeah, that's the role of oil. Obviously, really nice oils. I mean, not like mineral oil or just like cheap oils. They just clog the pores and they're not great. But like there's tons of like so many amazing oils that mm-hmm. contain so much food and so much nutrition for your skin. So that's how you should look at it. It's like a, a multivitamin for your okay. skin. Thoughts on sunscreen? Uh, it's essential. I mean, I mean sun damage is like the number one cause of aging and then after that is pollution it's like the second cause of aging i think that sunscreens are essential i would say and i have to admit that it's like one of my beauty sins like i don't use sunscreen every day because i you know i wouldn't use a sunscreen that has like all of the uv um absorbers you know like all the synthetic sunscreens um and those are the ones that are kind of like clear and they're kind of like lightweight, but they're, they're controversial in many ways, it, yeah. not only for coral le- reefs, but also even like there's a couple of studies that have shown in laboratory animals that they're not that great. Um, and uh, so I don't use that. But then the mineral sunscreens, which are the ones that I use when I am gardening, when I'm in the beach, when I'm going to be out in the sun, even though I prefer to put on a hat, honestly, uh, they are like just they I just feel that they just like sit on top of my skin I don't feel comfortable I'm not someone that I'm used to wearing makeup yeah at all so I just really struggle with sunscreens it's not by any means that I'm telling that it's not important and that people should do what I do or think what I think they're super important it's just like I just can't stand yeah uh, how a lot of them feel and I tend to break out so I, um, I, I, we've been actually trying to formulate sunscreen for many years because it's one of the most requested products from our customers, but I have not been able to make anything that I'm like, wow, I love using this stuff. Yeah. And until I don't make anything that I'm like absolutely proud of and I feel that it's like really amazing, there's other lines that you can use, you know, yeah. out there doing the stuff that we all know. Well, I appreciate the honesty. Sometimes I, I hear from people and they're like, I wear sunscreen every single day and this and that. And it's just I'm like, sure they do. Yeah, you know? I know. But anyway, Tata, it's been an amazing experience. If somebody is going to try one product from your line for the first time ever, which one would you recommend? Misty, what a crazy question (laughs) i think that you know we have a a lot of amazing products and things that are desert island for me but i think that that resurfacing mask is yeah for everybody and uh, it's one of those products that you know it's a lot of it's a product that a lot of people discover online through Mm. so i would say that okay you know our multi-award winner and where can people find and buy your products and find you online online and in stores um net Apporté, mm-hmm. um, Space and K, mm-hmm. Harrods, yep. Selfridges, Being Content in oh, Mayfair. Uh, yeah. Lovely. All those places here in the UK. And your Instagram is? That the Harper Skincare. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me.